Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey guys, it's Johnny and welcome to episode 48 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. Today I'm with Grant Worley from OnlineCourseAuthority.com. Welcome, buddy. Hey man, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries. So the reason I want to have Grant on is he's an expert in Udemy marketing and me and my girlfriend Larissa have launched our first Udemy course. So we're going to do a live critique and kind of go over um, how to start making you know making some money from our Udemy course and I think the people listening at home can follow along because this is kind of a, a cool thing uh, but before we get into that uh, so you're out in the Philippines right now that's correct I'm in Portugalera right now nice and where are you from originally uh Lexington Kentucky that's, <laughs> I'm American so. that that's a big difference yeah it absolutely is <laughs> what, what made you come out to uh Southeast Asia or the Philippines so I had been wanting to do the traveling entrepreneur thing for a while and I've been kind of working towards it. And uh, I'm actually here through the, the Bad Lads gig through Tropical MBA oh, right nice. now. Oh, nice. Okay. So that's why I'm in Portugalera. Okay, cool. So the, for the people who don't know what the Bad Lads gig is, is basically uh, the guys over at Tropical MBA, uh, another great podcast, uh, Dan and Ian, they have a, are they, owner, are they the owners or are they just friends with the guy that owns it? They're friends with Sean, who's the owner of the resort here. Okay. And they have this like an internship where you basically get to live at a resort and you, you know, you work probably a few hours a day marketing the resort to get people to come um, to the hotel. And you, for the rest of the time, you got to work on your own business, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. It's basically just a good situation where if you're trying to get abroad through your business, it's a good little starting point because it's kind of hard to just launch and just randomly go abroad and not knowing not having a place to really base yourself out of. So it's just some, a place for people to do that. That's, and how did you get hooked up with that? Uh, literally, I just saw the blog post and, you know, applied and, and the rest is history. Do you know if they're <laughs> taking new people? Actually, yeah. They, well, they just closed the uh, application process uh, just like two days ago, I think. So okay. unfortunately okay. not right now, but there will be another cycle. It's about every six months or so. so. Okay. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll make sure I, I mention it on my um, my Facebook or Twitter next time there is one, and that way people can can apply for it. Because um, so that, that's definitely a great opportunity if you're living out in Kentucky or <laughs> somewhere yeah, like that, sure. and you want to live out and you know meet other entrepreneurs. How many people are out there right now? Because I, I know sometimes it's you know like the entrepreneur's paradise. There's tons of people through, and then sometimes it's kind of dead and it's a little bit boring. Yeah, I mean, uh, in my experience, it's been pretty quiet most of the time. There's been, I think, one DCer come through here, and then also Dan came through here and stayed here for a week. So that was pretty cool, you know, hanging out with him for a week. But uh, it's been pretty quiet, so it's mostly, it's not about meeting other entrepreneurs. It's more about having that time and stability to really, you know, launch or grow what you're working on. That makes sense. And you're, I mean, how many hours a week, I mean, or day do you have to work for the resort, and how many hours do you get for you for yourself? Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be two hours a day. Uh, per day for the resort, so and then the rest of the time is up to you. Uh, oh, whatever. Bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah, that's cool. And the internet isn't the most stable out there, I've heard. <laughs> yeah, and we might we might experience that uh, right now, but uh, hopefully 
you know, things stay strong for the for this podcast. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a little slow sometimes. It's kind of goes up and down. But you know, it, it doesn't really matter. You have the extra time to deal with things like that and peace of mind. So that's that's worth it in my book. Yeah, because you're on an island, you can say, you know what, internet's down. Let me go scuba diving. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Have you been right diving? Off. Have you been diving out there? Yeah, I actually got my open water certification while here and oh, went diving for the first time. So thank you. Yeah, how's the water out there? <laughs> uh, it's really beautiful. Lots of you know crazy underwater stuff that, especially if you're new to diving, it's a whole new world. All kinds of things that you didn't know existed under the water. Um, really great experience. I recommend it to anybody who's never tried to dive before. I haven't been diving in, in Philippines yet, but um, it's definitely a place I, I will go. Um, I, I think I've been to, I mean, I've been diving all around Thailand and in Borneo, which from from what I've heard is a little bit better. But uh, what's good about the Philippines is, you know, it's clear, warm water and there's a dive site. I don't know how far it is from you. I think it's actually one of the islands not too far from you, but I can't pronounce it. It's called like Ma- Malapascal <laughs> and okay. it's where the thresher sharks live. Oh really? Yeah, so okay. you can, it's one of the only places in the world where you can dive with, you know, 10, 20 thresher sharks. Um, not guaranteed, but I would yeah. say most people who go out there for the trip, they eventually see it if they stay out there, you know, for a few days or a week. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, wow. How'd you, how'd you get involved with uh, Udemy? Did you did you have something going on before you moved out to the Philippines, or is this something new? Yeah, so actually, I'll kind of just start from the beginning because I think it's a really good lesson for anybody who is interested in Udemy. So I had an external course. Um, so I, I had a business idea, right? I wanted to uh, serve a need in a, in a given market, and it was solving a really great problem, and they really liked the solution, the market, when I would you know, show it to them and be like, would you like this? Would you want to buy it? Et cetera, et cetera. But I made a huge mistake. So it was solving a problem, was better than other solutions, but I did did not do my due diligence in terms of measuring whether people would actually, at the end of the day, buy it, right? Okay. So I did not test to see whether this is the type of market to buy this type of thing because I just made some assumptions, made some mistakes there, so it, just, it was not doing well at all. And this is when it was externally hosted. So I brought it on to Udemy um, just because I heard about it. It seemed like a really good uh, platform to clean things up and to not have to worry about uh, as many technical sides of things when, when you're trying to run an online course. And so I brought it on Udemy, and first couple of months, did not do well at all, actually. Uh, I think the first month I made $75 on Udemy. Okay. And uh, from there, you know, I started testing. And the biggest thing I did was I, I sort of redefined how I positioned the course. So it was aimed at a particular type of market. I, and I realized that the content itself was extremely beneficial for a different market, which is, you know, entrepreneurs and people who are interested in productivity. So I repositioned it towards them, and it instantly started doing better. And that okay. was like my first okay. major lesson about Udemy. <laughs> so for those who don't know, what is Udemy? So yeah, it's basically an online uh, learning platform. So it allows for people to either put their online courses online. So it can be as easy as just filming videos and uploading them. Uh, and for anybody who wants to take courses online, it allows you to take courses on a huge variety of topics. I don't know how many courses there are, but it's like thousands and thousands and thousands. Um, and, and many of them are really, really, really high quality. And you can actually get them for, you know, if you're going to take a, some, some course you would take in a university, you can get the same course sometimes for like $10 that you would you'd end up paying $1,000 for at a university. Yeah, and I mean, there are some courses that are a lot more expensive as well. Uh, but it's, I mean, I think the whole idea of it was a online university where you pick and choose what classes you want to take. And I would say, at least in the beginning, it's, it's starting to shift a little bit now. But the majority of the classes that I saw people taking were 
you know, like learn how to program uh, online yeah. or uh, kind of these more technical web skills. But I think now it's shifting towards almost anything, just like kind of university. If it started as a, a you know, let's say MIT, just a technical university, you know, over time they start offering, you know, humanities classes or, you know, other cooking classes even. Yeah, absolutely. And it definitely did start in, I mean, it focuses still on the how to do X type of course. And initially that was really honed in on technical skills, like you said, web skills or programming, but also it's, it's definitely has a huge side in terms of business, like how to use Twitter for business, how to do better marketing, X, Y, and Z. Um, and those are like probably the two biggest categories. And I think one really cool thing about it is if you are working for a company like a corporation and you have a training budget and let's say you're you know you're a programmer and you need to learn whatever the the latest language is you can justify that and say you know tell your boss hey I'm, I'm signing for this online course on how to do it and that's kind of um, that was kind of a big in for for a lot of people and I think um, yeah I'm excited for it I mean it's so kind of just to kind of let everyone know where I'm at with it is so my girlfriend, uh, Larissa, just, she just quit her job last week. You know, big congratulations to her. And now we're working on, you know, on our own online business full time. Uh, so right now she's actually sitting across from me and she's working on one of my <laughs> dropshipping stores. Uh, and our deal is basically because my dropshipping stores already make me money and it's, you know, it's still, you know, by far the majority of my income. I figured, you know what, first four hours a day. So from 8 a.m. to noon, we're going to work on on that because uh, that way we have a guaranteed income and she's helping me contact you know existing customers getting help me get new customers and then in the afternoons we work on new projects together and that way she has you know um, something of her own so in the morning it's kind of a dual purpose you know she helps both of us make money for you know through the dropshipping store which is already proven for me and she also gets to learn the back end of it so then she can eventually start her own dropshipping store and then the afternoon we work on projects like the Udemy course that they're reading together. And if you guys want to check it out, there's going to be a link to it in the show notes of this episode. It's uh, episode 48 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. And there'll be a, a link to it as well as a, a coupon code. So if you guys did want to take it, you can check it out. Um, but the reason why we chose Udemy is while she was still working as a teacher, we didn't really have time to sit down and, you know, let's say, one hour a weekend or a couple hours a weekend to do a job shopping store. It just, it just, it would be too much, you know, but for Udemy course, it was actually pretty easy because we could spend a few hours every Saturday over the next, you know, over the course of two or three months and film one video every, every single time. Uh, and that's how we put it together. So now that she's, you know, officially an entrepreneur, she really has a product out there. Now, unfortunately <laughs> it's not making very much money. I think we made about $70 each, um, and it's been, you know, it's, and it's been live for, for, I don't know, o over a month or two now. Um, so it's really not that much money. And that's why I wanted to have Grant on today. Cause he's the expert at this. Yeah, no worries. And I'm happy to tear apart your course, but first I wanted to ask, I'm just curious, was it her idea or your idea to do that topic? You know, it was actually mine. Uh, I think I had heard about you to me and I was just browsing through and I remember seeing, um, a similar course that was so poorly made <laughs> <laughs> on it and I, I just couldn't believe it and you know at first I, I didn't know how the Udemy pricing works so I just calculated I multiplied the number of students versus the price that they were charging for the course and I was yeah. like wow this guy made two million dollars on this crappy course <laughs> yeah, yeah and little did I know uh, you know and we'll talk a little bit about how the way Udemy prices itself um, but it's basically 
you get, I mean, so if a course has, let's say, a thousand students and they sell it for $200, if you do the math, that's like, you know, $2 million or something ridiculous. Um, but it, you don't get anywhere close to that. I mean, so let's see, I'm gonna do the math on that. So that's, yeah, so that would say, you know, that's $200,000 if they actually, everyone actually paid full price and you got 100% of it. But in reality, those courses, um, you know, so using ours as an example, you know, we made $140 total uh, and it's been since August. So it's, it's basically we're making $75 a month from it. Right? And which, you know, it definitely isn't that much money. And the, and the way that works is if you to me, Actually, you know what? Let me have you explain this because yeah. you're, you're the expert at it. Yeah, no worries. So basically, if a class has a thousand students, there's a really high, really, really high chance. Seventy-five percent of the students paid zero dollars to get in because when you launch a Udemy course, um, if you don't do an initial free promotion period, it's really, really hard to get traction. Some courses do it, but the majority don't manage to be successful unless they do that. So that's a huge, you know, that's seventy-five percent of what you would expect the revenue to be taken away. Beyond that. Um, I think the statistic is like 95% of students that sign up for a course, just in general, rule of thumb, uh, have used some kind of coupon code. So if the course is $200, there's a good chance your actual average student, um, for the only, the only the 250 you actually paid, the average uh, you know, revenue you got per student was like maybe 20 bucks. So that's, that's still not bad at all, and it still works out that like, actually to give an example, kind of re also relating to what you were talking about, why you chose to put a course on Udemy, so you said it's, it's pretty easy, right? You just record courses. It's fairly quick to do potentially. Mm -hmm. um, and sort of on the contrast of like, you know, you have all these free students. It sounds like you're not making nearly as much money as you'd expect. But still, at the end of the day, it's quite a bit of money. So for my own personal experience, the second course I made, uh, I sort of wanted to test to see if, like, how quickly could I make a course and make it successful. So within about 48 hours, I planned, filmed, edited, and launched a course. And since then, I've spent you know, maybe an hour a month on it since then, and it's made over $4,200. So that's, and it's still, if you look at the number of people enrolled in the course, that's still like a small fraction of what you'd expect. But at the end of the day, for 48 hours of work, $4,200, not a bad deal. Yeah, all. definitely. And how many months has that, has that been out? Um, I think it's something like six months, maybe okay. seven. So it's definitely not, you know, so, I mean, I think there's two ways to look at it. I think if um, if you look at it from the point of view where you made four thousand dollars for you know forty eight hours of work, that's actually a great deal. And then, but for, the, for the people who want this to be their full time income, um, you know, that's basically you know how much per month that you made off of that. It's so the month you know the monthly from it is isn't really enough to to replace your income. So I think the well, Udemy for right now, if you have a great course that makes a, a ton of money. You know, it could definitely replace your income. And I know there's people out there who who make a killing off of it. But I would say, you know, it's also, you know, it's also a good side income, kind of like a, almost like a pa like a passive uh, income source. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's almost completely passive, and that's sort of how I see it. Is uh, it's not just you know I'm gonna make this one course that's gonna be my income for the end of time, right? Because like once it's launched, there's not a lot you have left to do once you've gone through that entire marketing process, which I'll talk about later. But uh, the main thing is that also I, I should note that I, you know, I have multiple courses. All successful instructors have multiple courses. So it's not just you know, you're making $800 per month on this one course, it's you're making you know, $3,000 between five courses or, or something like that. Okay, and, and you know, I think that's definitely a point that, that 
uh, me and Louis would love to get to. Um, I'm just happy that I have another income source to fall back on because, you know, especially in the beginning, I'm sure it takes people, as an expert, you were able to put together a course really quickly and get it launched really quickly. Uh, And with your services, I'm I'm sure other people can can do that as well. Uh, But I would say for most people, let's say they're bootstrapping, they're just starting out, you know, and they're like, all right, well, I need to make a thousand dollars a month, you know, right now to to start living and start being able to pay my bills and move out to to Philippines or move out to Thailand. Um, you know, I would say, don't you know? And the only reason I'm even saying this is I don't want people to get overly excited about about Udemy. It's because uh, it almost sounds like one of those things that that's too good to be true. Like, oh yeah, I'll just spend you know, I'll just put up a couple of videos and instantly I'll you know I'll be a passive um, you know I make all this passive income. So I kind of just want to manage expectations out there. You know, anytime something seems, you know, this is like the get rich quick thing, it's, it's usually not. So it's it's more for me right now. It's an experiment, and what we do is with Grant's help, um, we're gonna we're gonna we're basically gonna do some live progress um, on my blog johnnyfd.com, and we'll see if uh, if going from seventy five dollars a month to much more is uh, is realistic. Absolutely, I, I can tell you, I've already looked at your course. That's absolutely true, and to give sort of a concrete timeline to what somebody getting started like totally from scratch might be able to expect. So a good rule of thumb is that maybe it would take about three months to launch a course and to get maybe $500 a month. And that's starting from scratch and like learning everything and if they they kind of focus on it, it doesn't take all of their time for three months, but it takes about that much time to sort of trial and error and figure things out the slow way. But that's also what my service is designed to do is to sort of shortcut that process, use what I know and just put that process in place so they can sort of get it up in one month or a month and a half instead of that three month learning curve. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. So um, using, so you wanna use my course as an example, we can, we can do this as kind of a live yeah. thing for, for everyone uh, um, to follow along with. So if you guys wanna actually see the course, um, use the link at episode, was it 48 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast and uh, you can you can sign up and go in the, to the back end if you want. Uh, but so, you know, just kind of from let's say let's say so we're a client of yours. Uh, what what would you have us do? Cool. Well, I mean, the first thing is that since you already have your course up, so uh, there's sort of two sides to the service, right? It's somebody who wants to make a course and somebody who already has a course, like like your situation. They have a course, it's not really doing anything, and they want to make more money with it. So there's two sides of it. Some people go all the way through. Some people start from scratch. Um, so for you, I actually wouldn't have you do pretty much anything at all, aside from maybe linking to it uh, or sending out some promotional emails to your current audience. Mm-hmm. But I would actually do pretty much all of this for you. But here's what I would do for you. Okay. Um, and actually, I was thinking, in case you actually end up following this advice, it might uh, warrant some screenshots to show what you started with and what you end up with because if people look, you know, listen to this a month from now and see your new course, they may not understand what we're talking about. But I'm going to make a screenshot um, as we talk. Go ahead. <laughs> great. And so just for starters, if you type in and you to me right now, um, small talk, okay. your course is the one, two, three, four, fifth course that shows up. It's in the first row. That's really good. Okay. However, um, it's worth noting that the term small talk um, there's actually some graphics which r- sort of break down search frequency on Udemy. Uh, so there's probably not a whole lot of people who are searching that term, mm-hmm. but it is good that you're ranking for some things. Okay. And just a quick overview of how rankings work. So it's primarily determined by your title and your subtitle. So your title is small talk, how to talk to anyone. Um, and actually, can't, wait, I can't see your, small, uh, your subtitle at the moment because I'm in the back end, which doesn't show that. but. 
Um, so the, in the, within the title, it's related to the density of the keyword to the overall title. Okay. So what percentage of the title is the keyword, right? Mm -hmm. So you can do the math of like small talk, those two words divided by the total length of the title. And that is a huge, de de like the majority of what determines the, the uh, ranking for the course. Okay. Uh, beyond, beyond that, there's, sorry, go ahead. So I, I just um, opened uh, my course in, in Safari, just a browser that I never use. <laughs> and the, the um, so that way it takes me to the sales page and it's basically small talk, how to talk to anyone. And the subtitle is the complete guide to talking to anyone from a stranger to the CEO. Uh, and and kind of just while, while we're on this, kind of just let people know why the heck we made this course. <laughs> so Larissa studied psychology um, and, you know, she's, th this is kind of what she's, she's great at. And uh, me as well. I mean, I, you know, I've given some talks on social confidence and I used to work for a company that specializes in that. So it was kind of just, um, it was kind of just a no brainer for us. It was kind of just a very easy thing for us to talk about where we still obviously did some research to get some statistics behind things. But as far as being comfortable, you know, just talking about these subjects, it was, it was really easy for us. And it was one of those things where we, we, you know, we knew people would get a lot out of this course. So, um, before you guys kind of decide on what your, what your niche is, uh, I would, I would suggest finding something that you guys are really good at, but we can talk about that a little bit more later. Yeah, I mean, my suggestion to people uh, who want to start a Udemy course specifically, think about what you're good at. Start searching around on Udemy for key terms related to that. So, for example, um, if, you're, if you're, you're good at business stuff in general, obviously you don't want to call your course how to be better at business. You want to position it in a very particular way, which is dependent on the other courses in the market. So you want to search around for different keywords, see what people are doing that are being successful, find sort of a gap um, in, in your positioning. Um, and that's also what I did with my second course as well. It's, it's sort of like a you know, business type productivity course, but I use the word hustle, like it's called how to hustle. And the reason I did that is because nobody else uses that in their title. Mm. So if anybody types in hustle, it's like positioned in a very particular way. Okay. And it also okay. sticks out if, if it's on a list of business courses. Yeah. It just sort yeah. of has a unique value proposition. And that's what I always recommend to clients is to have a very specific outcome which is different than the other courses. So you can, you can have Twitter for business, and there's actually like five courses which have that exact title. But there's one in particular that says, um, attracts 200 followers per day or something. Okay. And that sets okay. that course apart, right? So mm -hmm. if you have a unique mm -hmm. positioning or a unique value proposition, which, which sets you apart that, you know, people will click on your course over the other ones, even if they're uh, basically on the same topic. I like that a lot. All right, so, uh, so let's, Definitely on my on our sales page, I guess for the, for the Udemy, it's it's not really optimized. Uh, I actually haven't reread it since um since we put it up. Uh, so just on based on that, what would you suggest? Yeah, so first I'd rework the title a bit. Okay. Uh, because when I first looked at this, I thought I sat and I thought, so does anybody wake up in the morning and say, man, I wish I could learn to small talk better, okay. right? Like that's that's not really the the words that I would personally mentally use to think about the skills you're really teaching. So, I mean, you can absolutely keep that in there, but I was thinking about some other terms which might potentially have higher search frequency, which might better also encapsulate the, the benefits of what you're providing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you mm -hmm. have a benefit of like talking to anyone from a stranger to a CEO, which kind of brings up the, the term networking, right? So okay. you could also have okay. like small talk, how to master networking. And maybe, I mean, it would take a little bit of looking to see what the other networking courses are, um, you know, what your competition would be. But it, take, it, it warrants a second look to sort of 
break down your title, rework it a bit, because that's actually one of the primary determiners of like whether your course is successful or not is what the title is. And, and when you when you mean the title, uh, so you, the title itself. Let's say we, we wanted to do small talk, how to master networking, and then the subtitle we would also want to use that, those same words in the subtitle or like a similar similar words. Uh, no. So if you're targeting a particular, say you're targeting networking, you'd want to use the word networking for sure in your subtitle, but you don't want to state the exact same thing. Obviously, mm -hmm. um, you, you would ideally have your title. Um, it's clear what the topic is. You you pay attention to the keywords, but then in the subtitle, you have some very explicit benefits of the course. So uh, you, you do, again, you do a good job of that. How to talk to anyone from a stranger to a CEO. You could probably word that a little bit in a more compelling way. Okay. But the point is to use the keywords. Have something really clear and really appealing. Okay. Um, and and in combination with the title, so I mean, if you if anybody searches on Udemy, right? They search small talk. You're the fifth course. They see your course image, your title, your price, your number of students, and your number of reviews. And you have a lot of reviews, which is awesome. So another thing you you would want to do, or I would do for you if I, if you were my client, is to rework your uh, your your course image. Okay. So, and the reason for that is it doesn't really stick out. Like, if somebody searches small talk, your course is not the one necessarily that their eyes would fall on. Like, maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't, but it doesn't really just bam, hit them in the face. Mm -hmm. So, that's what I also try and do for my courses. And if you want a comparison, if you, if you type in uh, hustle, mm -hmm. just by comparison, my course is the first one that shows up. And there's like very bright, it's got really a really strong border. Um, I, I particularly designed it in a way to make it just like really hit you in the face. Like that's definitely the one you're going to see if you see it on a list. I, I see um, that. I do see and that. So I, I would absolutely do that with yours as well. Um, definitely include a border. Probably increase the size of the text because you can read talk to anyone, but you can't read small talk very well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the picture of you, you guys, that's great. There's also a lot of white on this page. So maybe I would have like a different color that sort of stands out in the other colors. So but basically in a nutshell, the title and the, the image itself is really, really important for jumping out at people off the screen when they see it on the list. Okay, I like it. So the next step, once, you know, say somebody sees that, you have an awesome course image, that you have an awesome title, they get to your landing page, right? Mm -hmm. And so they see, mm -hmm. uh, they see your landing page. Right now it's one, two, three, four, five, very short paragraphs, no formatting, um, nothing that really sticks out. Like people probably wouldn't actually even read it. Maybe they'd scan it really quick. So that's something that would absolutely use a, a whole bunch of work. And there's some, a variety of strategies you can use to sort of optimize course copy for a course. Mm -hmm. But for starters, you definitely want to include some formatting, um, you know, some bolded statements, some bolded value propositions, have like a bullet list of specifically what people will learn. And I always tell people as well, the uh, instructors, if you've ever used the, the skills in your course that you're teaching to do something really cool, absolutely write that out like say you will learn like the skills you'll learn in this course I have personally used to uh, become a guest lecturer at Harvard University to uh, you know meet a fortune 500 CEO and have coffee with them to blah 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 okay nice. to break that down so that's that's a huge one that like your course would absolutely benefit from doing and have those bolded okay, uh, okay. there's some other tricks as well you can have like course recently updated on September 1st blah 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 um, but the main thing is to sort of really take a look at that and understand that is your sales page for your course, is the course description. And really just put a lot of time and thought into that. Make sure it's really clear what the value proposition of your course is. And people just really they read that and they're just like, holy crap, I have to have this. Because it's, it's a really important thing that a lot of instructors actually, they, they don't spend as much time on it as they should. 
uh, and that really hurts their courses. Yeah, definitely. And that's definitely going to be on the to-do list. I, I do like the idea of the uh, the bullet list, the formatting, and really making it to a sales page. I think right now what, it, what was on it was just, you know, I wrote a, a short description, launched it, and our goal, to be honest, was um, not to announce it to anyone yet and just to send it to our friends and family and people on my Facebook page and say, hey, can you take a look at the course and give us some feedback and leave a review. So we were actually blown away and surprised when people started buying the course and finding it, even though we haven't even officially launched it yet. How do you, how do you think people even found the course? So what category is your course listed in? Like, I can't see that I'm in the back end. Do you happen to, oh wait, no, there is. Personal development, self-esteem. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's primarily three ways people can find your Udemy course outside of you directly promoting it, which is they search for some term which your course shows up for, which in this case probably would have been small talk. Mm -hmm. Two, they're searching the category, so personal development or self-esteem, and your course comes up. Or three, Udemy is promoting your course in some way where it's, um, you know, get any course on this list of 300 for $10 or something, and your course is on that, which given your level of current traction is probably not the case. Mm -hmm. So chances are they've just sort of organically found it through search or through going through the categories. And there's also a chance, actually a fourth potential uh, case example is if there's like a new and trending category which sometimes shows up on the homepage, mm -hmm. uh, which I've actually never had a course show up on there and it's probably pretty rare uh, when that happens if you're shooting for that but that is also a potential thing which could have happened. Okay, yeah and that's really cool. I mean I would say from our actual sales itself, I'm taking a look at our um, where people come from and it actually seems like it's it's kind of diverse. Uh, so zero has come from self-promotion just because we haven't linked, <laughs> we haven't linked it to anyone yet. Yeah. Um, but we've actually gotten quite a few from Udemy organic. Does that mean someone's on Udemy.com and then searches for small talk and finds it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the breakdown of the revenue is if you link out with a coupon code and somebody buys your course through a coupon code, it'll say your promotion. You'll get uh, 90, I think it's 97% of the revenue. Um, and there's also a small case that if like that person recently signed up through an affiliate, it'll still say affiliate. But basically, if you use a coupon code, it'll count as your promotion. You'll get 97%. The other case is somebody's searching, somebody ends up on your course page, and they have not used the coupon code. That'll automatically count as organic. And then the third situation is if that student has recently come through an affiliate, mm -hmm. or if somebody's mm -hmm. promoting your course as an affiliate, that'll count as an affiliate, and you'll get 25%. Okay. And so I, I see that, you know, so, so for, from our sales, we have zero from my promotions, uh, $33 from Udemy Organic, $13 from affiliate program. So there's actually affiliates promoting our course specifically or just promoting Udemy in general? Uh, there's two ways to do it. You can promote specific courses. The chances are it's probably just a general type of promotion because if an affiliate gets a new student to sign up and say they buy their first course, which is not your course, but then two days later, I think I believe there's a seven-day window. So two days later, they, they stumble across your course and they buy yours. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. it'll, it'll still count as an affiliate sale. Okay. So let's say someone wanted to to become an affiliate and promote our course. How would they do that? I believe it's udemy.com slash affiliates. Okay. Perfect. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes too. So if you guys want to promote our course, we, we can both make some money from that. And yeah. then the last is uh, ad program. We made made $28.50 um, from the ad program. Is So that's Udemy taking out ads where? Sorry, what? Where, where's that? Where's Udemy taking out ads for that? Um, I mean, they, they actually I have no idea. They 
do it all over the internet. They have a variety of marketing channels they go through. They're, it's kind of not very transparent. So that just means they've, they've posted ads about your course and you know, it could have been anywhere. So, th so that would be specifically about our course and not Udemy it's, itself? Uh, they do it two ways. Again, they also have like, you know, you might see a Facebook ad of get 75% off your first course and maybe your, your course, course was the first course that they signed up through. Okay. Um, okay. Or it could have been your, about your course specifically. Again, they have lots of different marketing things that they're always trying new things and it's kind of hard to tell from the back end exactly what happened to get that student. Um, so again, again, that's something that you don't really have a whole lot of control over. So at the end of the day, you want to worry about um, just optimizing your course, making sure like everybody who comes to your page buys it, mm -hmm. promoting mm -hmm. it as, as much as you can on your side of things. And then Udemy will automatically pick it up and start promoting it and, and start getting you more organic sales. I like that. So, you know, not knowing anything about Udemy when I got started, I basically, you know, said to Louisa, I said, look, you know, this kind of basic internet marketing 101, let's start with having good reviews, um, you know, having good content, and then we'll figure out how to market it. <laughs> so I think um, at this point, you know, all the advice you've given us so far has been, been really, really good. Uh, it, but also I got seems- more coming if you want. <laughs> huh? I got more coming if you want. Okay, yeah, yeah, keep going, I like it. Yeah, so, um, so when I was breaking down, like, so when people see the thumbnails, you know, title, image, uh, number of students, price and number of reviews. Again, you have an awesome number of reviews. It's actually kind of rare for a course to have that many, especially given the number of students you have. But that also leads into, you only have 54 students. Mm -hmm. That's an issue. You should have more than that. Okay. And the way you get more students initially, especially, because uh, it's hard to get students unless you have students, right? Like, mm -hmm. the first people in the door are the hardest to get in the door. So the way you want to do that is to run free promotions, to spread your uh, course far and wide uh, until, you know, general rule of thumb, try and get a thousand students like really quick uh, and that'll increase your rankings. That'll show you there's a thousand people in this course. You have 17 reviews that makes your course look extremely authoritative. Uh, and then it's then subsequently much, much easier to get paid students in the course. So, uh, so I have a question about that. So that was actually one of those things where we were trying to decide if we wanted to ever give it away for free. And I, I'm sure there's pros and cons of both. And I definitely agree that having a thousand students shows that your authority. Um, but does that actually benefit, let's say, okay, so by having a thousand students and we have, let's say we still have the same amount of reviews, 17 reviews, does that make Udemy want to promote our course more or does that like, does that even affect it at all? So it's, it's kind of like an indirect relationship as I understand it. So it positively influences the ranking of your course. Mm -hmm. It also mm -hmm. positively influences the conversion rate of your course. And the conversion rate of your course absolutely relates to how much Udemy promotes you. So uh, having the additional students sort of, again, it increases conversion rate, which increases the chances that Udemy promotes you or the frequency with which they do that. So that, that's really the biggest thing is that um, you want to do everything you can to optimize your course for ranking. Uh, so basically, it breaks down to two things, traffic and conversion. So that does both. If you have a free student, it increases your ranking, which gets you more traffic. Also has the social proof to increase conversion. So it kind of has a, has a dual effect. But I do understand a lot of people have concerns about that as well, um, about giving their course away for free. They're like, man, I worked on it. It's really valuable. Um, you know, those people don't really value what I have to offer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I understand those objections. But at the end of the day, uh, like, you really, it's so hard to be successful on Udemy unless you go through that initial free promotion period. So at the end of the day, I, I look at it from my own perspective of I want my course to be more visible and more successful. So if it takes giving it away for free for a while, well, then, hey, guess what? You have a thousand extra students to market your next course to for paid. Okay.
and so you know as you know, people kind of just looking around on courses in Udemy, we've signed up for a ton of free courses, uh, you know, just to kind of see what they are. And also some of them seemed interesting. Now, by when we signed up you know, for the free ones, I would say 90% of the time we never even opened it. We just signed up for it and we just, you know, don't even take a, don't even open it up. Don't even take a look at it. And I almost feel like if someone doesn't pay for a course, that's kind of how they treat it. They, they don't really see the value in it. And is, do you think that there's some kind of back end thing for Udemy on like, looking at ratios because I mean, I'm sure all, you know all this is kind of confidential with within Udemy so it's not really publicly known but you know, would you for your best guess would you assume um, that course complete completion uh, you know number of reviews versus students would play any effect in the in the weight of how they how they look at it or does Udemy just want you to have you know as many students as possible and they don't care about how many complete the course or how many leave a review so I, I do know for a fact that they measure completion, uh, at least on an individual basis. Because if you try and get people to leave reviews, like say you give out free coupons to your friends and they don't take the course, there's a really, really, really high percentage chance that those removes will subsequently get removed because they haven't actually taken the course and they actually measure that. Uh, and they also show you statistics about like total number of minutes watched of your course uh, and different kinds of engagement analytics on the back end. So they absolutely do measure it. I'm sure it, at the end of the day, affects um, how they perceive your course. But again, uh, you know, you kind of got to weigh out the different the pros and cons, right? Like, it's a short win to have the free students in, and that gives you the long win of getting, getting the additional students and getting the additional uh, engagement down the road. And uh, it, it's not a strategy to continually get free students. Like, you can do that. Some courses do. For me, I always have it possibly a week promotional period of giving it away for free just to get it in the door and get it going. And then after that, all paid. However, I should also note that if you, I've, I've looked at my own analytics and I've also noticed that even people who do pay for the course, surprising, the vast majority of them do not actually watch it or you know, less than 10%. It's really, really surprising. And I'm not really sure why that's the case, but um, I, I've kind of heard that from other instructors as well. I think it's just because there's so many courses, so many interesting things to learn. And realistically, nobody has hours and hours and hours every single day to, to watch all the courses. So they probably go back and watch it, you know, weeks or months later. Okay. It definitely makes sense. Uh, as far as like the length of the course, um, I, I was taking a look at yours and it seems like there's a, there's a lot more to it. I, I like all the quizzes and all that stuff that you have in there. So that's, those are definitely things that, that we want to add in. Um, mm -hmm. Right now our, our course is actually pretty short, but it's um, the way, the reason why we did that is we didn't want to just, ramble on and kind of touch topics over and over. We wanted to keep them, um, you know, a bunch of short three to five minute videos that kind of just get to the point and have yeah. actionable items. Do you think that that's going to, that's going to hurt us um, by not having a total, like, cause you know, some people say, well, you should have, you know, three hours total, um, you know, total minutes of video. Does that, do you think that matters? I would say it absolutely does matter. It's sort of a balance because if you look at your course landing page, it says what's inside. And it mm -hmm. says lifetime mm -hmm. access to 16 lectures. And that's usually, that's usually if you're, yeah, exactly. If, if your course is, has lots of students or um, has three hours of video, it'll say, um, you know, and three plus hours of high quality video and, and things like that. And so since that list is short, that's absolutely affecting your conversion rate. Um, but on the other side of things, you also don't, especially for this topic, you don't want to ramble on. You don't want to be super boring. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's kind of a balance. I would say, I always tell people a good rule of thumb is to try and have about two hours of video content. And you can also mix it up, right? Like most of your course, little three to five minute 
uh, chunks, which are quite quick and quite to the point. But you can also have a section where you have you know, two quite longer videos that are structured differently that might be screencasts to sort of just teach some different ideas in a different particular way. And it also sort of brings that, that up. And also, like, like you mentioned, I'm not sure which course you're looking at of mine. Um, which is it? Uh, the hustle one. OK, yeah. So there's, if you notice in that course, it's, that was screencasted. And there's the lectures that are the video. There's quizzes. Um, I think I have some, yeah, I have some handouts in there. Mm -hmm. And at the end, I provide uh, lectures, which are the, the presentation slides themselves. So that's actually, if you're, if you're doing a screencast, I always recommend to my clients, upload the video, then upload the, the uh, lecture slides themselves as a separate lecture, just sort of in a bonus section, because that actually effectively doubles the length of your course from the number of lecture uh, standpoint. So if you, oh, okay, so the, for the number of lectures, but not the actual time of video, because the slides wouldn't be a video. Correct. Okay, I like that. And actually, I'm thinking for ours, um, what one thing that we might do is I'll leave the the main body of it, these short videos, and then maybe at the very end, as like a bonus, we'll have like a longer video, and that way we can bump up those those minutes, but without and you know, but that way it, it'll actually come after they've completed the course, um, and that way you know it's kind of a almost extra credit homework. Um, yeah. Here's, actually, here's what I would do if I were you, just given this topic. I would coach somebody for an hour or do some kind of very specific case study, like analyze uh, Bill Clinton's small talk abilities or something through a video, mm -hmm. and have that be you know, like part one, part two, part three, have that be about an hour long, be really in-depth, really practical application, uh, and that'll give that to you, and that's also sort of a different format than what I think the majority of your content is. I like it. Great advice. All right, so kind of moving on. How I know that you you also promote um, with coupon marketing. I'm, I'm taking a look at your packages right now. So if you guys want to look at this, it's onlinecourseauthority.com, and then if you click pricing, I see that one of your promotion packages you do coupon marketing and affiliate outreach. How does that work? So there's actually a long list of it's it's you know it's a step by step process X Y Z one two three, uh, and so. It also depends on the timeline. So again, you want to start out with a free promotion. So I distribute free coupon codes in a very particular way for your course to get a huge spike in your student population really, really quickly, which again, has all those positive effects. It also gives you those additional students to market to if you make subsequent courses. Um, and from there, I reach out to other instructors uh, who are on the same topic. I also, um, one thing that I've recently started doing is I have a variety of clients, right? So I, I reached out to all of them and said, hey, would you be interested and having your course marketed to all of my other clients. All that would take is one promotion to your own clients. So I market all of the, all of the courses to all of the courses. And that's mm -hmm. been really effective as well. And like also, that. there's um, actually a really good example of what's happened in the past 24 to 36 hours. There's been a uh, really massive private Udemy promotion um, from all the best-selling courses. So it's been coordinated sort of uh, privately, not, not through Udemy at all, but we did that same type of thing. We combined all of our courses, had this huge list, all discount codes that are all $10 each, and we promote them to all of our courses, right? And it's actually reaching over, I think it was 400,000 students when you add up all of the students in all of the courses. And actually through that, I was able, um, for two of my clients, just in the past 24 to 36 hours, one of them's made $1,000, another one's made about 500, I believe, and my own courses have made uh, $1,200 plus. And that's, again, like literally just one very simple promotion. And so we're always trying different things like that. Um, but it's kind of hard to concretely say how that'll 
end up happening because it's you know it's always changing. Things like that aren't running every single week, so um, it's just basically getting it as far and wide as possible through as many channels as you can, and something will stick eventually. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. So, I, I, so while kind of on the fly thinking about what we're doing, I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna keep the the course paid for everyone. But what, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give it away for free to everyone listening to Chop Like a Boss, and that'll you know that that'll first let the listeners um, take a look at the course themselves and get in, but also it'll bump up this the, the and the uh, user rankings, I guess, but without, you know, without the people that who actually would, you know, normally find it and want to pay for it, uh, they could still pay for it if they want. Do you think that would be a good idea? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anybody who has an existing audience, I always tell them first thing, promote it free to your own audience because people follow you. They like what you're putting out because they're listening to this and they're on your blog. So I'm sure they would love to have a, a, a fuller, longer course uh, about what you put out and they would really appreciate that. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a link, uh, on the show notes of this episode, it's episode 48. And when you guys click it, the requirements I'm gonna have from you guys, or I'm gonna ask you guys nicely, I guess, is uh, if you do click it, please sign up for it, because then that increases the into the conversion rate, and it's free anyway, so you might as well sign up for it. And then if you like it, uh, and you actually kind of go through, uh, you know, if you kind of go through at least half the course, please do leave a review, because I think the more five-star reviews we have, the better it's going to be. Um, right. So that's going to be my gift to you guys. Thank you guys very much. All right. Um, so aside from that, so let's say, you know, fast forward two weeks. Now we have a couple hundred students from, or, you know, maybe even a thousand students from listening from, from this episode signs up. Uh, we have more reviews. We have more students. What, what would be next? So have you gone through and theoretically optimized your course for conversion, for, for the image, the title, everything, ranking? Have you, have you done all that in this, in this hypothetical? Yep. Yeah, so we'll, we would have the, um, a, new, a new photo uh, for, the, for the thumbnail, and we'll have some bullet points, bold texting, formatting, and personal example. So, yep. Yeah, so the, the next step again, so you've got the free students, and you want to start uh, giving away discounted codes for the course. Because again, most courses do not sell for their full price. You might get some selling at $67, but it sounds like you probably had none. You, they've all been coupon codes. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, uh, I would say. So, well, yeah, I, I think almost 100% of them have been some kind of coupon code. Yeah. And that, that, exactly my experience, I have like 4,000 students or something. I don't I think there might have been one or two of those entire population of students who actually paid the full price. So keep that in mind. You probably want to adjust the price slightly. Um, start distributing those coupon codes through a variety of sources. And actually, another strategy you can try is to uh, temporarily reduce the price, say make it $15, put it in your course copy that it's a temporary special, which will, the, port, the typical price is $99 or whatever. Um, it's, tip, it's currently $15, and this price will go back to the regular price on September 15th and do those kinds of promotions. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like a million different ways you can do it. it. It's basically just getting it out there, having that contrast of value of like, this is a very valuable course, you're getting a discount on it, uh, and just getting it out there as much as possible. Actually, one, one thing I want to bring up, which I forgot to mention, you want to try to get coupon codes ranking for the title of your course. So once you've optimized your course, your ranking, you're happy with what your, your course title is, at that point, you want to start submitting uh, coupon codes that are paid, like you're, they're not free student coupon codes, uh, for the title of your course so that when anybody searches, they find your course, they're like, hey, this is cool. 
then they Google it and they try and look for a coupon code, you make it really easy for them to do that because a large percentage of Udemy students, you know, they know there's always discounts codes out there. Mm -hmm. And so they, they put in, you know, two minutes of searching for it. And sometimes if they can't find it, they won't buy a course. But if you make it really easy for them, so say it's a $100 course, you have a coupon code out there that's ranking for your course title for 20 bucks, then it makes it really easy for people to sign up and get access to that code. Okay, that's awesome. Um, the other thing that we, we were working on, on the side is creating a blog um, with some kind of free info on it. Do you think that's a good use of time or, or a waste of time? Total waste of time. Unless, unless it's something you want to build up for other reasons, I would not work on building an audience specifically for Udemy. I actually, if anything, do it the opposite direction. You know, build up a Udemy course to launch something external that you want to launch. Um, and a lot of courses do that, actually. They have a free course. You know, and actually, free courses can rack up tons and tons of people. Like, someone have like 30,000 students. Uh, and from there, you can say, you know, you know, if you like this course, come to my external blog or whatever and opt in and all that stuff. But I wouldn't waste time uh, building up that, uh, that audience externally and then trying to bring them to you to me just because the conversion rate is going to be low. It's going to be very expensive in terms of time and resources. And you've already got an audience, so you just use your own audience that you've got. Okay. Yeah, I think we're we're a little bit we're a little bit lucky that we have an audience to kind of kickstart things, and even you know getting those all those reviews. I mean, that was it was still relative. Like the seventeen reviews, I, I I see there's a lot of courses that have let's say two thousand students, and they only have seventeen reviews. So you know, big thank you to all of our friends and our family for for actually taking the time to to do the course and leave the review. We you know really appreciate that, and for everyone listening that's going to sign up for this course for free as well, you know please do take that time to, to leave a review because that helps more than anything. Absolutely. And actually to just give other people an idea, I, I started my courses and I had, I think it was a 700 person email list and I think I got three sales from that. So basically the point of that is you don't have to have an audience. It really helps in terms of getting those reviews because I think you have more reviews than I do, but you only have 54 students. And the reason for that is those people really know who you are. They really like what you do. You've already built a relationship with them. So it helps with that, but you actually don't have to have an audience to start a Udemy course and be really, really successful with it. So that's important to keep in mind as well. Oh, that makes sense. Um, actually, w while we're on that, if um, do you have a coupon code for, for your course that you want to give away? Or uh, maybe, maybe make one, just like T-Lab? Sure, yeah. I'll make one right after this call. Okay, cool. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll go ahead and just link that in the show notes. Um, and that way you can you can have access to the course and you know you can give, them, give them a nice discount on, on your course if they want to take yours. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do that. Okay. Yeah, very cool. Um, so, I'm kind of I'm getting excited about this. <laughs> and, Glad you. Yeah, and, and and really happy to you know hop on with you on this because it's it's one of those things where I really do feel like I mean what really made me excited about it was when we f first started getting organic students or you know I guess real customers that signed up paid for the course that we don't know at all and they left positive reviews you know they left four and five star reviews i was really excited thinking wow you know i mean i knew that the content was good but it's it's completely different you know having a friend or you know a relative tell you the uh, the content's good versus someone who who found the course actually paid for it and they said you know hey thanks so much i'm a um you know, I'm a street photographer and I'm very shy to approach people to take photos of them, which is why I took your course. And, you know, it's helped a lot. But, you know, I've got a lot of tips out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Those, those moments are, are fantastic when you get that through reviews, through messages, etc. And, and the, the best part is it's like organic, right? Like it sort of happens of its own accord. It's not something you've instigated. Uh, and so you wake up, you get that message and you, it makes your whole day. Yeah, definitely. And so, the, the, you know, the other kind of reasons why we, we picked this topic is, 
I never really talk about it much, but I really do feel like my networking ability, you know, I don't even think of it as that. Just kind of, I'm a pretty social guy and the rest of this as well. I mean, girl, <laughs> and you know, we, you know, we just naturally like to talk to people and we meet a lot, tons of people all the time. And I really feel like the people that we've met kind of just doing, you know, having small talk, you know, whether we are at a coffee shop or at a coworking space, because a lot of people think that if you go to a coworking space, magically, you're, you're going to network and you're going to meet tons of entrepreneurs and your life's going to suddenly get better. But the truth is, at most coworking spaces, people are working. So unless you go out of your way to, to introduce yourself to someone, you know, ask them if they want to have lunch or, you know, um, you know, ask them what they do, it's, it's still not going to, you know, even though you're in that environment, you're still not going to naturally just meet people. And the fact that I've met, you know, you know, I, I'm very easily go out and re, you know uh, reach out and meet people. I think that's really helped me in, in my business, my career, and for learning. I mean, I never would have met you if I didn't, you know, if I didn't have the balls just to reach out to you and say, "Hey, you know, you know what's up?" Absolutely, that's true. And man, you, you better be careful. You're really selling me on this course right now. <laughs> <laughs> Take exactly what you're saying and write that in the copy. That's good stuff. Yeah, I like it. And you know, uh, so what do you think about us creating multiple courses? Um, Kind of around the same topic, or yes. I mean, um, it's a great idea. You'd want to position them. I mean, you don't want like small part part two. Medium you'd want talk, to have, <laughs> exactly. Big talk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you'd want to have each kind of have its own uh, valuable outcome, which is explicitly stated, which is different for each course. Um, but they can be all on the same same general topics. Like there's, uh, you know, some people do social media to, uh, and for different platforms. Um, some people do confidence in different situations. You know, it's it's basically just different applications, um, and make sure each you know, they, they can overlap, but they have unique content in each. And I think that's a great idea. I like that a lot. Uh, very cool. So before we kind of wrap up, is there any other last minute tips or? Uh, go to onlinecourseauthority.com. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. I actually, I, I think this is actually really cool, especially if you guys don't have a big audience already. Um, I would say if you, if you're comfortable, you know, reaching out to your own, you know, friends and family to get them to leave reviews and, you know, you're great at marketing already, you know, you could definitely try to do it on your own, but you know, even, you know, someone like me with, well, I have a big audience and I have, um, you know, I have a lot of experience in this space, you know, I still only made $75 a month <laughs> so far from, from the course. Uh, so I really do think that, you know, what, you know, what you have to offer is, is great. You know, it's your packages aren't even that expensive. It's a couple hundred, couple hundred dollars starting. And I think that someone who wants to be serious about you know, making money from you to me, I would definitely sign up for, the, for something like this. Uh, so I'll, I'll make sure I have a link to online course authority. Um, and I just wanted to let you know, everyone know, I mean, the, I want to do a big thank you for everyone who's bought the book. Um, I just released it a few days ago, life changes quick. And, you know, it's exactly the same where if it wasn't for you guys sharing it with your friends and leaving reviews on Amazon, it never would have taken off as it did. And it's insane waking up every morning and seeing how many new reviews that we have every day. And, you know, a lot of kind of cool people. I'm, I'm going to have someone on the on the sh on the show uh, in the upcoming weeks that is actually a pretty big name that he was kind of one of my idols. Um, and he read the book and he, you know, he emailed me saying, hey, um, you know, I really like the story. So for those who haven't read it yet, if you go to lifechangesquick.com, uh, you can buy the book. It's it's only seven ninety nine, so it's it's not an expensive book at all. But it's really it kind of just tells a story about how I started my online journey. I mean, because a year ago, I would say maybe fourteen months ago now. Um, but a year ago, when I started writing the book, I was I just 
gone online. I didn't have the podcast. I didn't even have the blog. Well, I had the blog at like a, a free blog spot. <laughs> and it was kind of just a personal blog for my friends and family. And I was making about $200 a month online. And now with my dropshipping store and now all these other cool things, um, you know, I'm, I'm basically making more than I ever have in the US with a full-time salary. And I got in shape and I got a great girlfriend now. And it's, I really have the, the perfect situation um, where a lot of people think, you know, I kind of just got lucky. But what it was is I decided, hey, I want, I want to get in shape. Uh, I want to make a full-time living online. And I'm not going to date until I did. Uh, and when I kind of got those two things in order, you know, the most amazing girl came into my life. And now we are sitting across from each other working on, you know, this Udemy course together. And it's exciting. It's, it's, I mean, I really think that, you know, this life, you know, being able to travel, being able to live abroad and work on your own projects and be your own boss is possible. So I want everyone to read that book. And I'll, I bet she has a huge smile on her face based on what you just said about her as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I'll, and I'll, I'll send you a copy of this after this grant so you can take a look as well. Yeah, I appreciate it. I read your other book. I'm, I'm looking forward to checking this one out as well. Okay, very cool. So guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, check out uh, episode 48 on the Travel Like a Boss podcast in the show notes. Check out Grant at onlinecourseauthority.com and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.